Thank you for listening to Papercut Podcast, bringing you evocative interviews with local creatives every week from hometown heroes to hidden gems. Brought to you by the West End Cultural Center, the best place to see live music in Winnipeg for over 30 years. Welcome to Papercut Podcast. My name is Jared Goche. I'm Olivia Michaelchuk, and we're here with Mary Beth Tabanera. Please tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, uh, my name is Maribeth uh, Tapanera, a.k.a. Kilusan. Um, I am a proud Filipinx Canadian born and raised in Treaty 1 territory, um, born in Winnipeg's North End community to two uh, Filipino immigrants, um, one from Novotas um, and one from Tangalan um, in the Philippines. And yeah, I am a professional educator, artist, um, dancer, DJ, choreographer, uh, creator of things. <laughs> and uh, yeah, lover of life, so always seeking happiness and joy and trying to build community and uplift community through my work. So yeah. Wow. That's a lot. That's everything. <laughs> yeah, you do it all. <laughs> so you're an educator, so a, a teacher? Yes. So yeah. uh, what do you teach? Uh, so uh, my background is in um, industrial arts education and technology, but currently right now I'm, I'm serving as the learning through internship coordinator at two very special schools in uh, Winnipeg called uh, Seven Oaks Met School and Maples Met School. So there's two schools in Seven Oaks School Division um, that are part of the Big Picture Learning Network, which is a group of schools that do project-based learning and internship experience for our students. Hmm. So our high school kids come to us grade 9 to 12. Um, and their interest is, what driving their, is what's driving their learning. So um, depending on what they're interested in, they'll do projects around that with their teacher advisor from grade 9 to 12 and then also have different internship experiences on Tuesdays and Thursdays with different mentors in our community. So my role is to help um, train these students to uh, be able to communicate with potential people they want to intern with or shadow with or interview and then to also help them and their teachers uh we call them advisors at our school um to uh find mentors in our community so that's my uh day gig <laughs> that's so cool it's, it sounds like a master's program it just yeah. straight up just sounds like the the most streamlined and great way of educating um, i'm <laughs> jealous of that before we move on that's a really cool program when did it start is this recent mm, well big picture learning um the first school opened in Rhode Island in um, 95. Um, the founders were Elliot Washer and Dennis Lickey. So they were essentially given an opportunity to uh, design, redesign school. Um, and so they wanted it to be student-centered. Um, they wanted it to be um, rigorous uh, based on rela relationships and relevant, right? So hence the interest-based learning. Um, and so the first Seven Oaks Met School um, and in Canada opened in uh, about 11 years ago. Um, and there was so much interest in the program uh, that it grew and grew and grew. And so four years ago, we opened a second location. So, yeah. Interesting. That's so cool. Yeah. So now we got to get to your night job. Jobs? <laughs> the job, yeah. How many hats do you wear at night? Yeah, different. I have a big collection of actual hats and jobs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, I've been dancing um, and, and choreographing. Well, dancing I've been doing for about 25 plus years. And then um, choreographing professionally, uh, I guess, for, I don't know. 
14, maybe like 13 years now. Um, and so uh, I grew up um, dancing and teaching myself. I was, I'm an only child, so <laughs> I nice. I, yeah. I just like was always entertaining myself by watching like much music videos and like copying the dance moves and uh yeah, so growing up, I'd force my cousins to learn, and <laughs> eventually, um, as I got older, um, people started to ask me to choreograph for them, and then um, by the time I was about 17 or 18, in the Filipino culture, there's um, an event that's called a debut, so which is essentially the scale of a wedding, but it's an 18th birthday, and so <laughs> people were hiring me to choreograph for them, and um, I ended up joining a crew called Define Movement shortly after high school, um, which is like a semi-professional crew, um, and so I started doing that and teaching in the community through them. Um, and I've always, I've always kind of kept teaching. I haven't really stopped since I've, since when I was 17. So doing different, like working at different um, studios uh, like RWB uh, or Great Wall of China or doing more community-based work with Studio 393 and Graffiti Gallery or freelance work, teaching teachers or teaching senior citizens uh shout out to my jerry hoptics crew <laughs> jerry hoptics jerry crew yeah yeah, that that was, so yeah cool. it was, it was so a really funny. fun group to work with and like i'm in now i'm an assistant choreographer um, um with boss dance team so i rep boss dance team right now and um yeah so i am assistant choreographing with them we just had a show last weekend actually our first like big showcase show and then um yeah I started DJing about two years ago now, and um, what's your DJ name? Kilusan. So my artist name is now just Kilusan. So okay. Kilusan is a Tagalog word for movement or campaigning, which really resonated with my passion for social justice. And uh, so I chose that name, and um, yeah, I've been DJing for two years. I graduated from the Mama Cutsworth um, DJ Academy for females and non-binary people, and so um, I've been doing that and just working with different. Nonprofit organizations like Synonym Art Consultation um, and QPOC, Queer People of Color, and just uh, doing like freelance gigs around the city with really amazing people. Like this weekend, I just had a gig with Friday Nights. They had their second or like new location opening, and um, with CKUW um, with their Q2, their queer programming um, gala event. So yeah. Oh my gosh, we gotta go all the way back to the beginning because you just have so much stuff. Everything that you said was so interesting, Mm -hmm. and it's like I have a question about it, but we're always on already onto the next thing, so we gotta go all the way back. Yeah, no, just let it flow. Yeah, to 18th birthdays. Okay, tell us about that. That sounds so wild to me. A yeah. wedding-sized 18th birthday. Yeah. Okay. Well, so this is right. a tradition so passed down from like um, uh, the Spanish culture because we were colonized by the uh, Spaniards. And so it's similar to the quinceanera where there was this 16th birthday. But so it's essentially the coming of age of a woman at 18 and uh, males can have it at um, 21. But mostly it's females who are having it. And so, yeah, it's this like crazy event where you bring all your family and friends together for a fancy dinner and like you do like performances you like with your 18 closest friends <laughs> and you, so you learn a, a waltz dance and like usually we call it a modern dance or usually it's just hip hop um, <laughs> and sometimes there's a salsa in there and then you have like speeches from your closest friends 18 candles and 18 roses 18 candles are your best like 
female like family or friends and 18 roses for the best male family and friends anyway so that's a thing <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. So the person who's having the birthday, are they involved in the dance? Like, mm-hmm. is it they're the and star crew? of the wow. event? Wow. <laughs> yeah. So they have to do the, these dances, and then, then yeah, it's, I guess it's similar also to like, uh, I've never been to one, but like, uh, in Jewish tradition, there's like um, like a bar mitzvah. Bar mitzvah. Yeah. yeah, I think that's a kind of. I've never been to. It's one. like a celebration of yeah. the one person. That one person. It's like yeah. a little bit younger though. I think there's I mean, like yeah. thirteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There. yeah. So like, and they're expensive. They can be very expensive because they're pretty big parties. I chose to not have one when I was eighteen because, like, for me, I was like, oh no, like I would rather go on a trip. So I ended up being able to go to Europe when I was like seventeen years old and like. Yeah, so, and I was already so in part of part of so many other people's debuts that they're exhausting. It's like work. It's like <laughs> you go to practice multiple times a week. Oh my yeah. gosh, yes. that's so wild. So. so with the person that it was their birthday, would yeah. they, like when you're teaching them and all their friends all the dance moves, do they get yeah. a little bit more flair? Like do they have a little more oomph in their routine versus their 18 other best friends? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like how do you make out? someone the star yeah. of a performance? Yeah, you just, the way that you have to like highlight them and their dancing. I mean, you know, debutantes and their friends are not necessarily dancers. Right, so yeah. I, yeah. I, you know, you just kind of have to tailor it to their capabilities. And so thinking back on it now, I'm like, well, yeah, that was sort of my first time adapting my like instructional, like, Pedagogy, depending on like who my students were, and like, and you know, they're they were my friends, so it's like. <laughs> so, are you still doing debuts? No, no, they're quite like I said, they're quite a, a big project to take on. So, uh, I just like actually don't have time. So, I try to just like forward on um, any people who are like. I just had someone actually inquire about if I would do their child's debut, and I was like, I'd love to, but I'm just like, you know, I'm at my. My schedule is so packed that I need to be really um, mindful of what the projects that I get involved in. So, yeah. <laughs> well, we're not even halfway through all your projects right now. <laughs> yeah. We just talked about one. Yeah. We're going to run out of time right away. Yeah. Uh, no. so, uh, so, so what was the next step? You did those and then you were did performing? I, yeah, I joined a yeah. crew called right. Define Movement. Yeah. So how does a crew come together? Were they already like a dance crew before you yeah, joined? Yeah, they were, they were already yeah. a crew. Um, I was unsure of what was going to happen when I graduated high school because I knew that I didn't... I wasn't going to pursue dance like through post-secondary. I had actually had applied um, and I got in, but um, I just... I didn't, it didn't feel right about doing that route. I still wanted to be a teacher. I just like wasn't for sure, for sure what I wanted to major in. So uh, my friend was dancing at the time with the Winnipeg Contemporary Dance Hip Hop Troupe. She said, why don't you come out and try it out? And I did, and I, I auditioned and I got in and I met um, Demisi Hall through that program um, who, was the cho- who is the choreographer of Define Movement. And so I just started hanging out with them and training and it was more of an organic process in the sense that it's like, oh, no, you're in a crew all of a sudden. It was like, let's get to know each other. Let's dance together. And then once, like, uh, you know, we spent some time together, we they asked me to join the group. So, yeah, we were I was with them for I mean, I'm still Define Movement. I still rep Define Movement. We're just not active anymore. And so, yeah, I was dancing and teaching through them. Um, so what kind of like, what like styles? a crew would like to get like gigs like paid gigs or yeah, are you like battling get, we, yeah, like what does a yeah. crew do yeah yeah yeah, yeah. all we of it uh, <laughs> yeah yeah so I mean like our city obviously like things are 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 
there's not a big industry for like professional paid dance gigs in our city but like there is like um there is battles there are um competitions in the city and there's a lot of community work um so yeah like just different opportunities would be presented through like even like just dancing at an event or like dancing like teaching kids at a workshop right so um we, we were doing a lot of that and like several of us were also like going to school at the time so like we were going to school to be teachers or professional artists so um yeah i did that and yeah around i guess it would be uh 2007 8 i like decided like that i need to just like kind of focus on like schooling and like focus on um uh just trying to make sure i took care of that part of my life um i had a pretty uh uh, life-changing experience when I fell asleep at the wheel of my car um, one time I graduated oh no this was 2010 yeah 2010 because I just graduated university or no I'm totally losing track of time it's, like, it's okay you don't two, need to know the year 2013 yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and so yeah like I had a car crash um, and I was like doing too many things um, at the time like I was dancing and like I was going to school uh, uh, I just finished school I started a new job I was about to look for a new job so um, just like and I had like a big major um challenging moment with one of my long-term friends and so it was very upsetting and I made the wrong choices and drove when I while I was fatigued so that put my life into sort of a pause and it made me realize like hey like I need to refocus and stepped away from dance for a bit so that was like really great like it was like the first time in a long time that I wasn't dancing at all so um and able to kind of like put my life my life back on track in a, in a healthy manner so so yeah and then after a little bit um you know i was still like going out and supporting community events and i saw a crew um, called project dance company that i was really like um impressed with the work that they were doing and the progress of their dancers and i said like oh like that seems like a really interesting group of people to like train with and they had decided they were going to compete at hip-hop internationals that year in 2015 um, which is essentially the like olympics of hip-hop dancing <laughs> so you have to like qualify in your country and then you have to go and, and wow. then you compete um usually it's in las vegas um and of course you yeah. compete with teams from around the world um so we were in a mega crew category where you have 30 to 50 dancers doing a routine together um and it so yeah it was the first time a winnipeg team had ever represented canada um, and we did really great. We did 24th out of 50 teams in the world. So, wow. yeah. So, huh. um, who came away with top honors? Uh, usually it's like the Philippines. Um, really? that year, South Korea won as the crew called Lock and Law. Um, and then I think it was a Filipino team. And then the third team was, um, a lot of people know them. They're from New Zealand. They're called, uh, the palace. They're called, they're like, um, they have a really uh, popular choreographer, director, Periscope Yell, who like does like all the Justin Bieber like <laughs> recent videos and hmm. yeah. So like um, it was incredible experience. And then after I I thought I was like because it's pretty it was really hard obviously right like you're training um, r extremely at the high the highest of levels. Um, so I thought you know is that every day that you're training for that training? No, we were only because in like people have full time day jobs or gigs or whatever and so like yeah you're training on the weekends like friday nights sunday nights like for hours like so 
yeah it takes a toll on your on your body especially like right i'm getting like i'm in i'm 31 now so like you know and, and especially too you have to have like a really good regimen of like taking care of yourself um which was like yeah hard to balance hard to hard to keep it all keep it all in balance so I decided like okay like this is maybe this high level competition is like not where I really see myself wanting to pursue anymore so um and also like uh in parallel to that I'm I do like uh freestyle battling so in the hip-hop street style dance community there's like a circuit for different like hip-hop uh freestyle dancers or not even just hip-hop because hip-hop is actually like a genre of street dance which is like a lot of people just kind of everyone just kind of groups everything into hip-hop but it's not so can you um, walk way? us through the types of street dancing? Yeah, so street dancing. So hip-hop, that's like a style that comes out of um, New York. Um, and then the other styles that I do, uh, I do house. House is also a style that like has roots in uh, New York and Chicago. Um, and those uh, after that, there's voguing. Voguing comes from Harlem, the Harlem LGBTQ scene. Um, <clears throat> and whacking i do whacking that's from um the west coast um in california and locking and popping also um yeah west coast styles um uh, that i don't really do that well but i try it <laughs> i try to train um dance hall dance hall is a style of dance that comes from jamaica um our afro beats from you know different countries in in africa so yeah so um i do like essentially like uh street styles is a lot of it has to do with um the african american uh, the african like culture and like in, t- in terms of like movement development um latin american culture um so yeah that's my those are the kind of genres that i like to explore and train in um so yeah I don't even know where. You know where you were. You were saying that you <clears throat> there's a circuit of street dance. Yeah. yeah. So right. there's like there's yeah there we have a local scene. Um, so um, like ten years ago, one of the older b boys was like, you should just battle in these all style battles where you have different dancers who are um, experienced in training in different different styles because um, they have like b boy and b girl battles where people will just break or break dance as most people know it as. But so. Bob Varula um, was starting to host these like all style jams and then so people could have space to, to battle. So I, I've been doing that. And um, how many people <clears throat> in Winnipeg go to these uh, to compete or to attend? Both. Both. Yeah. yeah where to, are they? Uh, yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> and can we come next time? Of course you can come. Yeah. What's the password? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So. Yeah, there's a there's a few uh, dancers in the city that are competing in the in the scene. Like probably at least I would say actively probably thirty or so. Wow, that's um, not. And then um, uh, in terms of attendance, usually there's anywhere from like 150 to. I've seen lots of people like Canada Day. My my crew hosted a jam at the Forks, so yeah, hundreds of people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so. Um, yeah, um, they happen, you know, uh, usually once a month-ish, uh, depending on who's organizing and if there's space in the city. Um, the next one that I know of um, is uh, Who's the Illist, which is hosted by my crew, Boss Dance Team. So usually it's the uh, battle of, like, uh, invitational battle of top 16 freestyle battlers in the area uh, but this year we decided to do something different so it's going to be the battle of the prairies so it'll be like top eight freestyle dancers from manitoba and then top eight from 
Saskatchewan. So, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> so who's the, who's judging them? Who's the adjudicators? Yeah, so of typically they're seniors in our community. Um, seniors um, meaning what? Meaning like experienced dancers, accomplished dancers, dancers who have uh, battled and won or yeah. And so either here locally or internationally or nationally. Um, so um, yeah, those are the usually there's three judges. Um, and so the format can be different. It could be like a tournament bracket style top 16 or maybe even larger than that. Um, actually, on Friday, the battle that I DJed was a we call it a seven to smoke king of the hill, which is like you have eight dancers and you have to it's like you have to battle one on one. You have a one minute. And then if you beat the person, you win a point. So it's kind of. Mm. Yeah, that's how you there's different structures, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. So. <laughs> I, so wild. As someone, yeah, I've never been in the dance community. Is it, is it somewhat or a lot like Bring It On? Like when, you, when you go to a battle, yeah. is it like, is it intense like that? Is it's there a intense. taunting? It gets like, intense sometimes. Yeah, people like, are calling people out. Really? Yeah. So it's yeah. It's I mean, it's not like like cheesy storyline. Yeah, I was gonna say. Like, so you think we'll miss without the cheesiness? Two people from different crews fall in love. Like, how are we gonna do this? Every battle, someone falls in love. Exactly. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, it's um. It gets heated, of course. Um, but the beautiful thing about it is, like, we're all like friends. We're all homies, family, really. Um, but on the dance floor, like, we're enemies. So, like, <laughs> I've had several, like, just even, um, yeah, just I've had people say to me, they're like, "You're so nice in person," but then when I have to battle, like, like it's so scary. <laughs> Does that play into the judging factor, like yeah. the 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 style, I guess, and the intimidation or like mm-hmm. the kind of like confidence? Yeah, you're putting the out mind there? games. I mean, it's the right. same thing as sports. Mind games, right? The oh sp- my gosh. In sports, like it's a lot of it is like the mind game, right? Is like your personal like thing that's going on in yourself and then also the interaction you're having with the person and also the interaction of the people reacting to you right so yeah there's a lot of things going on um and um yeah it's it's been a driving force in my life too now because now it's like um I've been able to travel nationally, internationally, and like represent my community, uh, represent my crew, um, as well as like take back information for for the community here from those experiences. Um, you know, like you're building like confidence in people, right? Like, um, I like the first battle I had, I was totally terrified, and I still get scared, but. Um, it's like a incredible learning experience and very humbling, right? When you do it, because like you can get pretty heated, and you're like, I think I won, and then you lost, and then you're like, oh, okay, and it puts your like ego in check, right? You're like, oh, okay, wait, maybe I did win. <laughs> um, but um, and then yeah, it creates this like beautiful community. Like wherever I go in the world, I could like probably find a community of dancers who are doing similar things, and it feels like home. Mm-hmm. Right? Interesting. Yeah. Do you remember your first battle? Uh, yeah, I think it was a graffiti gallery, and I just remember how it felt, and it felt like absolutely terrifying. I didn't want, I didn't want to do it. I was like, "Yeah, I'll do it," and I'm like, "No, no, no, I won't." And then they went, and they showed up, and they just forced me to do it. <laughs> so um, yeah, sometimes it takes a little bit of a, a nudge, and um, and that's okay because like um, sometimes you just need that support and. Like, I'm always, I'm a big advocate for getting more, like, female and non-binary people to battle. Because it is still, it's, like, 
a lot of things that I'm involved in are really like male dominated. Um, and so, yeah, I'm just trying to encourage and like through my work with boss and like through my work with like the community, I'm just like here, here's some examples of awesome female dancers like battling and you can do it too. Let's just come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's interesting that you said that you work with graffiti art programming yeah art programming and studio 393 and your first battle was at graffiti art programming yeah what was the impact of graffiti art programming on you Mm. to the extent that you stayed there for so long yeah life-changing i'm still with them actually i was working on my ads this morning for my classes coming up (laughs) Um, so So how many years is that from your first battle to now i don't even know but i think because as long as they've been around in our community i've i've found a home there and i've found you know, work through there and like, yeah, family through there because um, they offered accessible programming for people like me, right? Like I knew growing up, my parents, like they would ask me if I wanted to join like ballet classes or things like that. But I knew that I like, they're so expensive and um, I didn't want to put that on my parents. So dancing with my family, dancing with my friends, was like a great outlet um, for me to be creative and also to be like active. Um, so places like Graffiti Art Program are like so important for our community, especially those who are disadvantaged or living in poverty because they offer free programming for for our city, right? So, yeah. So if somebody was looking to get into the community, what would be the best way to for them to, I guess, get started? Is it to go to a battle? Is it to yeah. reach out to you? Is yeah, it they could do. I would say gallery? do all of the above. Like, go come to Studio Three Nine Three. Come to Graffiti Art Programming. Um, reach out, message one of the dancers. Message me. Like, we're all really like reachable people, um, and we are always you know, welcoming people to, to our community, whether they're just to like come and watch and support or like to be actively involved in like dancing and creating art. Um, and that's what hip, the hip hop community is about is like um, people, a lot of people that are not a part of the scene will be like, oh yeah, hip hop, like rap music, like that's their idea of what it is. But like, yeah, hip hop is a culture, it's a lifestyle, there's a history. Um, and um, yeah, it's been... Um, such a such a honor to be part of this community and also like to be able to share it with others that's like it's we have this concept in the hip-hop community called each one teach one right so to like uplift one another and that's what it was right like we had this community of people the bronx that were disenfranchised and like essentially left to fend for themselves and they started doing these things like having these block parties and like selling their music and making making art doing graffiti doing dancing right get then getting hired and and like really just bringing themselves up right grassroots style um and so and then the big part of it too is then like yeah giving back to the community so that you can like bring them out of that impoverished situation right and now you see it you see it, like some of the biggest millionaires in our in our in the world are like hip-hop rap artists right mm-hmm. so um yeah um they're they're so it's not an intimidating community essentially it's like no. you're I'm trying welcoming. to yeah like a welcoming place to yes Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we celebrate the diversity we celebrate your uniqueness and so <clears throat> yeah it's um it's a beautiful place to be. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. 
Yeah. Just go for it. Yeah. If you want to be part of it, just go for it. Yeah, just go for it. <laughs> yeah, cool. Uh, when we were talking earlier about um, the Nationals, and you had mentioned that the Filipino team had ranked pretty high, is mm-hmm. is dance a huge thing in Filipino culture? Oh, yeah, really? right? Because, like, you can... Um, yeah, you can dance and it's free. You don't need... <laughs> You could just dance on on the streets, and it's literally dancing in the streets. Like last time I was in the Philippines, I saw like big giant groups of fifty people dancing on the streets in their chanelas, which is like slippers. <laughs> so, is there so. a style that you bring from from the Philippines back here? Is there a style that they have? You know, you were talking mm-hmm. about the East Coast, West Coast. Mm, yeah, yeah, of course. There's a there's a distinct. Uh, method of the way they move um i find that the like lots of the filipino dancers have this like really like raw energy they're so hard hitting and um you can see a lot of that kind of come through um there's a crew called live dance team in our city that there's a lot of um newly immigrated filipino people or filipino first generations that are born um and their and their leader angel um is also like yeah this like strong filipino mentor that just like you know brings that style and um, yeah, for sure. There's there's a style and way of we move, and there's, I'm sure there's a Winnipeg there's a Winnipeg style too, right? When I leave, mm. when I leave to compete, what is the Winnipeg style? Yeah. <laughs> you have to us. come to the battle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. Okay, yeah, yeah. and even like yeah. neighborhood wise, there's like styles. Neighborhood yeah. style, right? Wow. So um, West End probably throws down, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was just at a battle, and I was like watching the video. These are the the guy, the Mookie, B-Boy Mookie was like, it's like, chuck this guy, he's West End B-Boy style. <laughs> and I, because, yeah, like, um, when the community was coming up here, right, it was uh, when B-Boying was a little bit more popular in, in, in mass media, like, every high school in the city had, like, multiple B-Boy crews, especially, obviously, the ones that were populated by people of color, right? So, like, Filipino people, black people, right? Like, indigenous people, like, th- these are, like, areas like, like, DMCI, Garden City, Maples, right? So, mm-hmm. and then people would battle, and people would battle at the Garden City shopping mall parking lot, or like, mm-hmm. yeah, this yeah. And so you can cool. learn more about this in um, Jeannie Buffo's like hip hop uh, documentary on our community called Our Scene. Um, he just like finished that um, about a year ago, so it kind of um, tells the story of how hip hop came to Winnipeg and how it really? developed. That is so interesting. Where cool. can you find that? Uh, I think if you go to uh, Dance with Jeannie, you can message Jeannie and... Oh, awesome. Yeah. yeah. Access it. That's so cool. I think we should just change this to a dance podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you just told us so many people and I'm like, I just want to talk to everybody now. Like, this is so yeah. cool. And I like fully wasn't aware of that culture. Yeah. And that's so mm-hmm. cool. And it's thriving in, in the city. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it truly is. And... Um, um, we have so much talent in this city, right? It, you know, the city attracts um, people who want to live an affordable life and also practice what they're passionate about. And a lot of times it's art, I find. So, so um, yeah. So, like, it's an international city, too. People are moving from other places and they're also bringing their high caliber of talent. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. So That's so cool. Okay, so you teach at... Studio 393, like, drop-in lessons, right? Yes, yes. So what does a drop-in lesson with you look like? Mm -hmm, Yeah, so for dance, um, 
usually I'll like set out a like a genre that I'm gonna do. So like a hip hop, hip hop foundation. So people will come and I'll have a conversation with them, check in with them, do uh, a warm up. The warm up is obviously for maintenance, but also for me to see kind of the level of dancing where they're at. And then I always tailor my programming to the students that I have. And even if I have multiple levels in a class, like um, obviously I like to give challenge to all of my students so yeah i'll give them different exercises we'll go through like foundational movements or movements that are going to be taught maybe if i'm going to teach a combo or routine at the end i'll teach those particular movements um and then we'll do that um and or maybe if they're a higher level uh, it'll be more concept wise conceptual like freestyle based exercises and then um usually we do a cipher at the end which is just like a circle where we have dancer a dancer dancers in the center just freestyling maybe applying some other concepts that i give at them and then uh yeah that's the then a cool down stretch at the end mm-hmm. um uh so yeah those are those are my dance classes i'm starting a dance eight week block of like dance classes at studio 393 on thursday this thursday for uh from seven to eight but the hour before that i'm also going to be teaching a dj class oh yeah so um i'll be we talked about dance this whole time i totally forgot you were a dj too okay yeah yeah so yeah i'll be teaching a dj class which is also a, a more new thing for me of course i've been teaching for a while now but teaching djing um is still pretty new to me so yeah i'll be doing that giving like sort of beginner tips and um and giving the knowledge that i I've gained through the years doing like theater technology, sound tech related teaching. And so, yeah, so that's happening (laughs) for people if they want to. And if they're under 29, it's free for you. So come and hang out. It's super casual. (laughs) It's super casual. Like, and even if you can't make it to all, that's fine too, right? Like 393 is so cool. Yeah. One of the coolest places. Yeah. I went there, uh, after Osani came and said that he was on the podcast mm-hmm. and he said that he was having a beats workshop. So yeah. I just like showed up and yeah. you just like learn, you really? just learn. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. I went for, it was like an hour and a half and he just like taught me how to use all this stuff and like how to make beats. And he was like, mm-hmm. okay, like you try it. And I'd be like, I'm nervous. And he's like, okay, you don't have to. And I'm like, okay, well let me try. Like yeah. he's like, oh yeah, sure. It was like really, cool. it was sort of like, We'll do what you want to do. If mm. you get nervous, if you want to do it, like I'll encourage you, but I don't want to push you. And mm-hmm. it's just like a really beautiful like learning space. And like it was just filled with artists and people working on their own stuff and people singing mm-hmm. and playing and making art. And mm-hmm. It was like this is amazing. It's such <laughs> a cool place. I've brought up the studio to quite a few people who never really had been or experienced it, and it was kind of hard to describe. Like. You- there's so many things that go on there and it's so cool it's like a community center yeah and when Mm -hmm. i bring up some of these things like the beat stuff and a lot of the stuff that asani was talking about it's they were just like wait what like we have this in the city and like you said like a lot of things are free and complimentary to go to and it's like we have this resource in the city that's so cool Mm -hmm. and it's like everyone should be going to that because like yeah making beats like Mm -hmm. yeah dj class yeah exactly or if you're if you're an artist right like it's just a great place to be and to share your knowledge and um to build community and yeah Yeah, i've met so many wonderful people um and worked on so many great projects um through them um yeah yeah life-changing to be part of that group of people 
Mm-hmm. Well, it's awesome that you came on to talk about it because now I get to just send the link and tell my <laughs> friends to listen to the episode and find out like really how cool it is and stuff like yes. that. Yes. And now we get to go to dance house. When's the next one? The next. Uh, the you planned next? our next month for us. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna go to. We're just gonna see. Yeah, it's being show to our dance battle. Yeah, we're. You can practice. What's this called? Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna be in your entourage now. <laughs> cool. Uh, yeah, the next uh, battle is happening on um, Saturday, February twenty second, at the Park Theater. Um, tickets are on sale on Eventbrite right now. It's called Who's the Illest. Um, tickets do sell out, so don't wait till the day of to get it. Um, and then my dance classes, like I said, Studio Three Nine Three Thursdays, uh, six p.m. Uh, DJing, seven p.m. dance. Um, and, and then if you want to see me DJ, my next gig is um, on Valentine's Day, Friday, February fourteenth. Um, I'm DJing with uh, Honeycut at the Goodwill for Sexual Devoisure. All nice. R&B, slow jabs, all night. I'm so excited. Yeah, that's <laughs> nice. awesome. That's awesome. Well, thank, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much, Mary Beth. And thank, thank you, you for, for cutting, cutting deep with us on Papercut Paper Podcast. Podcast. Thanks. Thanks.